tell your friends, the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show as we try to put this week to bed. Ah, it's tired <laughs> like an infant. Do you remember uh, Todd Jones, the relief pitcher who became a part of our show back in the day? Oh, yeah, Jonesy. And yeah. Uh, love Todd. And he had a bad outing one night. And uh, it was, you know, he's a reliever. And, you know, relievers, they're either the hero or the goat. They either shut the other team down and you win or they give up the home run and you lose. I mean, oh, yeah. They, anyway, and uh, after he'd lost a big game, you know, he didn't lose it. But you know what I mean? And the uh, reporter asked him, well, uh, the next day they're at the park. And, well, how'd you sleep last night, Todd? He goes, like a baby woke up every two or three hours screaming and crying <laughs> <laughs> so there you go <laughs> yeah that's kind of been this week <laughs> yeah so welcome in tell your friends and neighbors and uh, join the fun on the mark and mag show life radio.fm it is the mark and mag show a uh, quick thank you to all of you who join us every day, and uh, thank you for telling your friends. Uh, download the daily podcast. I, you know, we don't tell you about that nearly enough, mm. but when I, when we think about it, we throw it out there. It's just well, Mark works hard on it, so uh, please, you know, download yeah, it. Please do make it feel better. Aww, um, thank you, Mark. Hmm. Flight attendant reveals one of the biggest cons of overnight trips. Now, yeah. I want to ask you something. Yeah. Did you ever, because you're a little older than me, did you ever fly coast to coast on a red eye where you actually got a sleeper thing where you could sleep on the plane? No. Okay. No. I, for one thing, I can't sleep on transportation like that. I, for, oh. And I don't know why. Ah. I can be dead tired, and I get in that seat, and ding, I'm awake. I just, <laughs> I just okay. can't sleep. All right. You know, that and, that and if you ever do doze off, there's that kid behind you. <laughs> kicking okay. back your seat so no i don't well, sleep i was, I was thinking of the well i was thinking of the things they used to have back on the in the 40s and 50s where they actually had a sleeper oh. you know where you actually had a thing and you pulled you out of bed you laid down and you pulled the little sheet down and went to sleep well they, they actually have those now um do they yes they do on some international flights you can get a uh, uh actually you can get almost a private cabin actually now that i think about it you can get a private cabin on some international flights, okay. they're extremely expensive, but, right. but you can, I mean, the door closes, everything you're shut off from every, the, the rest of the place. You've got your own little TV. You've got your, your little reclining seat, the whole, it all, it folds completely flat on some services. They even give you pajamas. I mean, it's, wow. if you, if you've got the money to spend, you can travel in luxury. You really yeah, if you can. got that kind of money. Can't yeah. you just fly your own plane? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I anyway. Yeah, you, I right, guess so you, you could anyway. But yeah. uh, going overnight and staying, I, you think about not just traveling, but think about flight attendants. These these people who travel into a city, they've got they've got layovers too. You know where they'll have to catch a flight, but it's a, it's several hours later. And I've seen them dragging you know bags through airports and stuff, but never really thought much about what it's like for a flight attendant staying overnight someplace. Well. Um, there's a flight attendant on TikTok who's going viral after sharing a major downside of spending the night in smaller cities. The flight attendant who posts under the name of Serenity explained the issue while waiting at the airport during a particularly late night. Her video is just the latest to give a behind-the-scenes glance at a job TikTokers seem endlessly fascinated by. I think a lot of them are just in, 
infinitely fascinated by jobs, period, you know. Um, In recent months, flight attendants have gone viral for sharing all kinds of info from why planes still have ashtrays. We had that story, remember? Uh And what those in-flight chime sounds really mean. You know, there's a code to those things. Serenity's video offers a glimpse into a specific but annoying aspect of her job. According to her clip, it's often difficult for flight attendants to get to their hotels when landing late in a small city. She says, it's 2 a.m., we're still at the airport, and the hotel shuttle is no longer running. (laughs) She explains that at the time of recording, all the Ubers and Lyfts were either busy or unavailable. So who knows if we're ever going to make it out of the airport, she says. TikTokers were surprised that a problem like this seems somewhat common to Serenity. Uh, One user asked, how do airports not have on-site hotel rooms for flight attendants and pilots? What did flight attendants do before taxis and Ubers, somebody else asked. And somebody else said, yeah, well, the struggle is real. Well, in, in the comments, Serenity clarified that this issue is specific to small airports where it's harder to get to the hotel and where they may be arriving on a smaller plane, which often lacks the secret bedrooms where airplane staff can sleep. Thankfully, Serenity also added that she and other flight attendants did manage to get a taxi to their hotel. Unlike many TikTok commenters, uh, commenters she seemed largely unfazed mm-hmm. by the whole ordeal. <laughs> I guess you just have to get used to that, you know? Yeah. You know? It's 2 a.m., still not at the hotel. <laughs> Yikes, man. I mean, if your, turnaround is, if your turnaround is like six, you know, you got four hours from now. If I leave right now, I might get three hours of sleep. Maybe, <laughs> maybe two, you know? <laughs> you took the job, you knew it. Come on. <laughs> Try morning radio. liferadio.fm the mark and max show thank you for joining us appreciate it you know we had uh, what 70 degrees yesterday mm-hmm. storms rolled in and now today there are parts of the same area that were in the 70s with storms yesterday they're not going to get out of the 40s today is that what we're looking at yeah <laughs> <laughs> lions and tigers and bears oh, oh my, my. <laughs> wow yeah we had I, a lot of rain yesterday big cold front pick came yeah. through it was a one of those days where uh, I kept thinking about which part of the basement is the safest one to go to, oh, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, if you don't know that in Alabama, you better know ahead of time. Oh, I you do. You can hop in the shine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. You know, Mark, I have seen so many stories about people who lose a phone or a computer, you know, because yeah. it gets stolen. And my thought always is, all right. If, if I, that happens to me, just FYI, if you break into my house, steal my computers, <laughs> go ahead and you, you, you got them. There's not, a, I don't know how to figure out how to get them. Okay. Right. Um, but there are people in my life. Mark Congleton comes to mind that I swear, mm. if you steal his computer, he's going to find a way oh, yeah. to not only find out who you are when you turn it on, but he's going to watch <laughs> you while you do it. And he's going to access your smart home features and he's going to start turning lights on enough to mess with you because some people have that ability. Mark's one of those guys. Yeah, I might just do that. Yep. Now a guy <laughs> logs into his stolen computer i love it (laughs) it's awesome a guy in the uk was working at his computer got an alert that somebody logged into his laptop which had been stolen from his car a couple of days prior the computer security expert quickly logged into his machine remotely he logged into his laptop remotely and the woman using his laptop kept closing the pop-up that was saying he was there (laughs) she's not she's obviously not reading it you know she's just ah that's an annoying window and kept closing it eventually she went to the bathroom so the guy went through her facebook profile which she left open 
Wow. She left it up on the screen. He got her info from her Facebook po- uh, profile and turned it over to the cops. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Man. You know, the computers, for the most part, don't cost a lot of money, you know, in, in terms of what cops are really going to go after. So mm, yeah. I, I'm hoping they had a free moment to go and track it down. Yeah. Well, if the if it was, Man, let's say it was one of the so cool. new, one of the newer yeah. MacBook Pros. Oh well, yeah. I mean, now you're talking thousands of dollars. No, you're so talking, yeah, I get a, it. You're yeah. talking a whole stack of money there. They're it's going kind of the difference that. between buying a brand name, really awesome tire for your car. Yes, and and you're like, or buying the recap that's going to fall off. You know, <laughs> after about thirty miles let's at see. 100. Yeah, I can buy four of these for the price of one of those. Gee, which yep. one do I buy? <laughs> it all depends on your age you know, who else is driving the car am i going on any long trips in the near future <laughs> okay recap am i going to go to walmart this week yes okay i can't get that one life radio.fm mark and mac show and mark very uh, quickly a couple of quick things i wanted to hit you with okay yeah um well BR, uh, BRC, Fox 6, yes, in Birmingham yes. TV. Okay. They are actually showing video that popped up the other day on uh, a number of different social media outlets. And it, what it shows in Ohatchee, Alabama, uh, which is in Calhoun County, um, it shows a car blowing past a stopped school bus that is letting children off. Whoa. And it's one of those two-lane roads, okay? And so... You have your car, you have your bus, the arm is out, car, and the kids are actually going to walk in front of the bus and go over that other lane, okay, mm-hmm. to get to their house. And this car, now the bus driver didn't let the kids out, made them stop because she or he, he or she saw this car coming up and right. blowing yeah, past yeah. them. Yeah. Well, they got cameras on these things, thankfully. Yeah. But this guy, I mean, all I can think of, do we not know that this is a law? Yeah. And that kids die every year when people do this? Yeah. Well, they've arrested him because there are cameras everywhere. They were able to catch the guy. But mm. it was just a reminder, don't pass a stopped school bus. Wow. I mean, I, the fact it's like we have to say that out loud. Mm. All right. So anyway, got that off my chest. But Good. there's another one here. Yeah. Now, here's another. This is my Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch story of the day. <laughs> oh, are great. you ready, Mark? Uh, okay. Hang on. Your seat belt attached. Go ahead. Activist community leaders outraged over racist vandalism at a Sacramento high school. Okay. Uh-huh. Sacramento, California high school, CK McClatchy high school. There's, uh, this water fountain and over it scrawled the words white and colored. Hmm. And it, I mean, you're talking California. You're talking mm-hmm. the, oh boy, they went nuts. They had a big, you know, not a parade, but one of those big gatherings where they got yeah. the big signs yeah. and anti-black hate, no room for hate, all yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. And of course, in this day and age where there are cameras on everything, <laughs> oh my goodness, they were able to find out who did it. Yeah. And we've got video and the person, the culprit who actually painted this, these anti-black thing black female yeah it was another hoax not surprised there are most of these and i'm telling you most of these now i'm looking at the the people with all their signs not in my backyard and anti-black hate no room for hate stand for unity you know the whole thing people standing there they got their microphones and a couple of them are old enough that i think they actually led marches in the 60s okay Mm -hmm. there's a dude in the middle of this picture that's protesting and i'm thinking dude 
you've got a little bit of bagel from 1973 in that beard. Would you please bring that thing out? Okay. <laughs> Going to the protest, man. Yeah. You know, that's what he looks like. But anyway, yeah. still saying the same slogans, the same thing. The thing is, is that these anti-hate, these hate hoax, they, they're, they are more prevalent than the actual you know, hate stuff. I don't remember much more, much the more last prevalent. one. Yeah, I would say yeah. probably better than ninety. Probably better than ninety-eight percent of these. I bet. of these things are 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 they're fraudulent. Yep. They're going to have to look at them. No, you know, no, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just to the point now where I see I'll see a headline and go, I'm not even going to look at the story nope. yeah. because in two days, three days, we'll find mm-hmm. out that it was somebody in their community that did this, trying yep. to attract attention. I got to tell you, it's so bad. <laughs> racial racial discord is so bad in this country we have to fake it to get attention for it right yeah that's that's what i'm saying think yeah. about it mark i mean you know we're at this point where you know you go through the protests you see all the, you hear all the verge how racist we are how horrible yeah. it is and it's like but that didn't actually happen now what right. what happens is people in the future they'll remember the protest they'll remember all these people standing out in the rain or whatever right they'll remember all that because of the coverage what right. they will not remember is that it was a hoax yep. and that's what i want to take all these reports and just stamp hoax on it yep. every time an investigative reporter doesn't do a story about this i want there to be i want somebody fired that's what i want i want somebody in the media any news anchor that read it any writer that wrote it i want because i want to see heads roll i want to know why is it that you liberal pinko commies got your mask over your ears and your you know instead of your face yeah tired of looking at your faces too but really open your ears man come on this is fake liferadio.fm the market mac show you know the soundtrack for your life continues all day long great music all day and i know from the number of people listening every day growing and people listening all day long it's really cool to see this grow and uh, the only reason is because y'all are telling people and we just appreciate it so thank you um mark you told me a story about the delorean you know the car making a comeback and all i could think of is Okay, when I think about the DeLorean as a car, not from Back to the Future, but, you know, the car. Right. I think about John DeLorean and, uh, you know, the cocaine deal that yeah. they tried to frame him for and all that, you know, and, and the failure of the company. You know, I think what they make them, they, the only place they could build him in the world to get the deals they needed was like Belfast, Ireland or something right. where, yeah. you know, yeah. it was a, a war-torn area of the world and a group and people who had never built cars before and they're going to build this really cool car. And, of course, the company, you know, folded. I don't even know how many years, it, you know, they put out cars or how many they put out, but hmm. it wasn't that many. I think I think there are more Bradley GT kit cars <laughs> on the road than there are DeLoreans, for that matter, you know. Well, but you told me the other day you made a comment that there actually is going to be a new DeLorean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and this time it's going to be an electric DeLorean. The DeLorean Motor well, Company. It should have always been. It should have always been electric. <laughs> you know, you were talking about you, who you, what you thought of. When I think of the DeLorean, I think of Tommy Charles. You know, the guy oh, yeah, the radio, radio guy in Birmingham. Yeah. And he he was all hyped up about getting that new car, the DeLorean. It was amazing. Have you seen it? The gullwing doors, the stainless steel, yada, yada, yada. And then he bought it. And yeah. He absolutely hated it. He just oh, hated man. it so much. <laughs> I can't, I've heard stories. You know, uh, I met Tommy, and it was funny because I wanted to talk to him, but he was a legend in Birmingham radio. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it's funny when I think about that now, because you can imagine him. Mean, he's talking about it on the air. Yeah. About, hey, because he was on a waiting list, wasn't he? Yeah. 
He was. He was a car guy. Yeah, he was. A, he was a big car guy, and he and he <laughs> was just crazy about the fact that this car was coming his way. And then when he finally got it, he was just so disappointed. <laughs> he said it can't even get of its out of its own way. It's just yeah. <laughs> he really didn't like the car much at all. <laughs> and I had an opportunity. Still, the best thing about the DeLorean, and the only reason we're talking. The only reason we're talking about it now is because it was used in Back to the Future. Exactly. If that car right. is not used in Back to the Future, we don't know about it now. <laughs> well, the DeLorean Motor Car Company Motor Company announced Monday not only its plans to, for a comeback, but that San Antonio has been selected as its home base. They say, we're grateful for the tremendous support we've received from the community. San Antonio boasts a growing competent uh, uh, component. <laughs> I can read. Component and vehicle manufacturing sector, as well as a wide array of global advanced manufacturing operations. This allows us countless synergies between established <laughs> companies. You know, somebody wrote this in a, in a room yeah. somewhere and then handed it to somebody, you know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. really talk like this. Yeah, uh, synergy. <laughs> and suppliers in the broader region, a deep talent pool, and a Strong local academic ecosystem will foster further innovation. <laughs> I'm saying, that's yeah. what Juice DeVries, he's the CEO of DeLorean Motor Company, said, or somebody wrote mm -hmm. for it. The comeback plan features the iconic car maker to grow a new electric vehicle production enterprise. Um, Antonio Mayor, San Antonio Mayor Ron Nirenberg says, in an increasingly competitive electric vehicle market, San Antonio is ready to lead. By plan <laughs> now, see, he, that was written by somebody, but it sounds like what people say, you know? <laughs> by yeah. planning to establish their uh -huh. global headquarters in San Antonio, wow. DeLorean is validating the talent, strategic preparation, and ad adaptability our region provides for EV manufacturers to thrive. Yeah. Just uh, going to throw this out there, Mark. Yeah. I think it's cool, okay? Yes. I do. But... Of all the cars you could go to pick, okay, uh, of the car, the company, all that, this ain't the one. <laughs> not unless, Again, not, yeah, not the only unless, reason yeah. is the 85, what was the 1985 Back to the Future? I mean, that's yeah. the only reason. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. I, I, would, I would still like to have one, but I don't want a reef. I don't want an electric one made now that might be good. I want the old one that I can complain about like Tommy Charles. <laughs> I spent $40,000 on this car and it sucks. <laughs> well, he bought one of the 9,000 that were actually originally made. You know, there's 6,000 of those cars still left out there. Wow. And this Man. company in San Antonio, well, there was a guy in Texas who bought all of the parts available, everything left over from the DeLorean Motor Company. And he set up this place in Texas where if you owned a DeLorean and you needed to have it fixed, you could go to Texas and he's got everything there. Wow. And I have a feeling that this is an offshoot of his of his yeah. company is what this is. Hey, good for him. I think yeah. that's exciting. I do. Yeah. I'm not, I, there are plenty of jokes that can be made, but I think this is kind of cool. Mm. liferadio.fm the mark and mag show do appreciate you joining us uh today and every day and ask that you do share this with a friend just hey listening to liferadio.fm or listening to the mark and mag show or both it doesn't matter um when i saw the headline on this my first thought was is this about elizabeth taylor you know because she was all about perfume and stuff but yeah. queen elizabeth yeah i mean i the Queen Mother. I mean, you're talking about Queen Elizabeth of Great Britain, right? Mm -hmm. Who's yeah. gone through all this garbage with the royal family over the years, yeah. including Prince Andrew. And she's releasing perfume for dogs. So I'm guessing you open the bottle and sand comes out, you know? <laughs> That's about it. Really? You're really you're per, well, yeah. I mean, you're talking about perfume for dogs. It's yeah. got to be. This is ridiculous. Mm, it is kind of crazy. They, are you, 
you know, if you really want to do something good, then get them a new toothbrush. <laughs> get them something to brush their mouth, you know, because we all know what they do with that all <laughs> Thank day. <you. laughs> Thank you, Raj. Um, dog lovers are going to be able to purchase Happy Hounds Dog Cologne for £9.99 in the gift shop of Sandringham House, which is the British monarch's estate in Norfolk, England. The description of this uh, perfume for pooches, it's unisex, by the way. Says, uh-huh. It says it smells of coastal... It's for dogs, Mark. <laughs> it smells of coastal walks and has a rich musky scent with citrus notes of bergamot. Um, so it doesn't smell like a wet dog. The Sandringham Estates gift shop already lists the Sandringham Happy Hound gift box touted as the ideal present for dog lovers and their furry friends on its website. The box set includes a dog shampoo, game bones, and a tweed dog toy. The pet set has been created in collaboration with Norfolk Natural Living. Queen Elizabeth also released a range of dog biscuits in August of last year. The 95-year-old royal approved a line of canine snacks called Game Bones, made with meat from the grounds surrounding Sandringham House and flavored with royal venison. Oh, Hang on a second. Meat from the grounds. What is it, made out of squirrels? What, I, mm. You know? The royal doggy venison. <laughs> royal venison. Mark. I know, yes. Royal venison. Oh. <laughs> flavored with because oil we venison. all know that the flavors are different between that one uh, and this one yeah yeah they walked and passed the royal venison to get the flavor royal venison. Mm-hmm. the doggy biscuits come in a paper bag with a royal seal and although they do not contain any additives or preservatives they are recommended for occasional use and as a training aid for pet pooches uh, in other uh, words they don't want to be sued by somebody feeding them right. feeding their pets nothing but this yeah, yeah you, you gave them too many it's your fault not ours unbelievable Yikes. So this is how Prince Andrew's going to pay off for all of his misdeeds. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show. And during the music, I was trying to, you know, find out where I could buy these Queen of England uh, uh, <laughs> puppy things, man. And Going to get some for Hank? <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing, Mark. I'm, you know, can you, I just can't imagine. All right. Well, every now and again, well, you see an a English bulldog, right? So yes, he is. He is, and he's he is amazing. I'll tell you, he's just, you know, <laughs> he's my pal, man. Get him some perfume, man. Come on, he's so big. You know, we've talked about our our and our pets, our dogs. They're family members. I don't yeah. like to. I don't like to refer to them as you know something that sounds like I don't appreciate them because right. we do. We love our pets, but you know, we've uh, Hank was a gift. Hank was not a rescue. Right. And we've had Hank, I mean, we had a, his birthday was the other day. He's a one-year-old English bulldog. And I've never had a dog like this. You know, all the, all the pets we've had start, they're small, you know, chihuahuas. Come on. You know, we got yeah. the ankle biters. Yeah. Um, Hank is a, he's all puppy first of all, but he's huge and he likes to play. And, and when he wants to play, dude, it's not like you can just, you know, wrap yeah. him up and pet him. You that's a you, that's the start of the game for him. Yeah. But <laughs> dude, he can tear up everything. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready to put new flooring down, you know, and it's like, well, we might wait till he gets past this phase. It's like, well, he gets tired <laughs> of chewing up the wood, so now he's on the wrought iron, you know. It's like, dude, you you know. Hi. And when people give us tips about how to, you know, break him from chewing stuff up, it's like no, it doesn't work for him. It's like uh, a lot of times, Mark, it feels like we bought a monkey and when we leave the house and you put him in a cage, yes. you come home and yes. you've got new wallpaper. Yes. Yeah, that's what it feels like. We left the other day for a couple hours. 
when LaDonna and I got home, I'm not kidding. My first thought was, oh, we've been robbed. We've been ransacked. <laughs> nope. It was just Hank it playing. Was just Hank. <laughs> wow. I'm not kidding, man. It's just crazy, but he's fun. He's smart and just, you know, I just don't well, get it. I, I but, told, I told you the other day about these videos, this guy I've been watching, he's got an English bulldog and now and then the bulldog is in the, in the videos. And, mm. uh, <laughs> and every time the dog is playing, right, he's out in the yard playing right. and right. what he's playing with is one of those, one of those like two and a half, three foot round <laughs> exercise balls. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. One of those big things. Yep. The guy kicks it out across the yard and the dog just hoofs off after it, just takes yep. off after it and he, and he can't bite it. So he just bumps it all over the mm-hmm. yard, chases it around. Oh yeah. And he's <laughs> it's, fun. They're it's fun. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thing is is that when braylon and i go out to play catch you know we can't let hank go out because he it's a game to him you know yeah, yeah. i'm trying to show braylon the you know finer points of throwing a baseball and hank's over here going hey man i'm over here come on let's play over here i want to play over here give me the ball i'm gonna eat that ball wait a minute i think i'll eat your glove that glove's leather isn't it don't you have a piece of wood for me to eat? come on throw it i'll chase it it's like oh come on <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mag show <laughs> you know there's a headline that says entire cabin yeah reported stolen in michigan mm-hmm. now i'm thinking we have entire cabins that can be moved you know because they're called they're trailers they're on wheels you right. know yep so i kind of was assuming that's what we were dealing with here right mm-hmm. i mean it's a, it's a cabin with wheels you would be correct sir i would oh, think okay. that at one point it did have wheels because okay. i've seen the pictures and, it, uh, and right. it looks like a trailer that's dressed up to look like a cabin that's what all it right. looks like to me okay michigan state police investigators are seeking the help of the public to locate an unusual piece of stolen property it's an entire cabin <laughs> the uh their houghton lake post says the 12 foot by 28 foot cabin was originally located in cold springs township there they say the owners of the cabin recently reported it was missing they presume it's stolen it's not like it well, took a walk on its own. I mean, yeah, I, was, I, you think, know, I think it's a safe TV shows are they watching in Michigan, yes. you know, <laughs> the cabin is believed to have been taken sometime between November 18th and 16th and December 16th. <laughs> but, wow. <laughs> huh. but like I said, it does look like it does look like a trailer. You know, it's been dolled up to look like a cabin. And it re- reminded me of what Jeff Foxworthy said. If, if you have to invite your friends over to take, you get a new house and you have to invite your friends over to take the wheels off. You, nah. may, you may be a redneck. <laughs> we are everywhere, man. That's right. The Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm. The Mark and Mac Show. And hey, Mark, you yes. know, we have not talked about this a lot on the air, uh, mainly because, you know, LifeRadio.fm, uh, we just, we try to remain on the positive, you know, hmm. um, but there are certain stories that catch our attention and it's like, we want to throw it out there because this is happening, even though it's crazy, it is happening. Uh, in this particular case, there is, there's a guy, there was a man, not an ordinary <laughs> man, but a man who was a swimmer. He was a swimmer at the university of Pennsylvania. Okay. And for three years he swam on the men's team. Um, then he thought, well, he looked around and he saw his times, you know, in the races were not great. They were good, but they weren't great. And he thought, you know, I'm a lot faster than the women. So he said, Hey, I can wear a onesie and oh no, I'm, you know, <laughs> he sits out for a year, claims 
I no longer identify as a man. I identify as a woman. Mm-hmm. Call me Leah Thomas. And uh, even though, you know, he's still a dude, claims he lives his life as a woman. And I'm looking at pictures of him in the pool. And dude looks like he could take me in a fair fight. Uh, and uh, now he, he has been swimming all year, you know, as a on the women's team at yeah. uh, University of Pennsylvania. And winning big time. So there's been a battle, you know, over what to do with these athletes. And I keep saying, look, gang. There are things that are priorities in life, okay? I got it. And and let's just play that. Let, let's pretend for a minute, okay, that whatever they believe is actually true. Well, for the sake of fairness in terms of competition, it's not really fair to have a biological male competing against a biological female. And it's not that women are inferior. It's just that our bodies develop different and men are stronger for the most part mm-hmm. as adults. And Anyway, because that doesn't fit the rainbows and unicorns that they want, the liberals, um, we have to treat this like we have to call this dude a girl, Leah, refer to him as a her, and uh, allow him to race against actual women. And at the Ivy League championships, uh, Leah Thomas, the the dude who wants to be called a girl, won Hmm. by seven seconds, Mark. Wow. Seven seconds seconds yeah it's a 500 yard freestyle and this dude who claims he's a seven seconds wow you know yeah that is crazy when you think about swimming and competition and you know how how what the distance and you know how you you beat competitors seven seconds is not normal for a victory no it's just not no it's not i mean that's but you could put it in the drag racing terms that's like putting a stock <laughs> off the showroom floor Ford Mustang. You could have yeah. the big one with a coyote motor, the whole mm-hmm. nine yards, sure. everything up against a, a uh, an alcohol fuel dragster. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. they're yeah. both built for a specific purpose. They're both right. cars, but yeah. it's not fair. It's not competition. It's just yeah. not. And you could actually just consider it a, a grown man versus a grown woman mm-hmm. in a race of feet. If you know, uh, back yeah. in December, if you remember in December, um, they had the, uh, the 1650, uh, free style thing. Right. And in that one, he, he won, he, he finished 38 seconds ahead of the second place person in that one. 38 wow. seconds. That's nuts. Yeah. Because, Hey, we're all the same, Mark. We're all the same. No. Yeah. Well, this we're back. Anyhow, to, we're I just, back, we're back to vain imaginations again. You know, we talked I know, about that a couple of weeks just, ago. It's just, yeah, it's, I know it's this, it's this vanity of imagination. These people, this is an imaginary thing. It's not real. But no. we have uh, in our society, in, in the world we live in, we've decided, oh, we just can't hurt their, their feelings right. by telling them the truth. Well, right. there was a day when we told people the truth and we didn't have mm-hmm. these problems. We yeah, but now if you do that, you're a hater. You oh, know that? no, no. Yeah. You can't Why do you do hate that. me so much, Mark? Why do you hate? Why? <laughs> you know what? I, you hate so much. We're going to protest you and show you that hate is wrong. Oh. And if you don't conform, we're going to kill you. Because you hate. We're going to kill you. We're going to terrorize you because you hate. That's what we're going to do. We'll show you whatever, you know, I'm just done. I, 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 I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. Yeah, we, uh, earlier I was talking about that Leah person, you know, the swimmer, you know, the man. Yeah. And, you know, I, Mark. We could we could spend, and I mean this, we really could spend all day, every day, talking about things like this that make no sense and, and don't actually stand up to any kind of scrutiny whatsoever. Right. But there are those who just want to believe a lie. 
And I don't know if they truly believe it or if they just go along with it. You know, I don't, uh, because I tend to think that for the most part, people go along with things because they don't want to be seen in a negative light. They don't want to be, you know, that you're mean, you're hatred, you're whatever, you know, they, we don't like that. And so rather than stand up for what is actually true, we will just either be quiet or we'll go along and say, yeah, Hey, you know what? That, that man swimming up in Pennsylvania, good for, good for Herm, you know, mm, <laughs> or, yeah. or Shim, whatever you want to call him. The thing is, is that when you've got a dude racing against women and he's like, well, he, this man has taken whatever drugs they take for a year, you know, to suppress, you've still got a person who developed, went through puberty, you know, as a male and developed all the muscles and all that stuff. And yeah. they didn't go away just because he decides to wear a dress. Right. And yet we have people in positions of power and authority, Mark, in the United States and around the world that are actually pushing this agenda on us and putting people there. There is a dude right now. Um, he, he shaves his head and he, he looks like a man, you know, oh, but yeah. he likes to wear a dress yeah, and they I gave him that. some government position and it's all over the media. And it's yeah. like, if, if that's your, th look, I don't really care. You know, if it, it, it's like, if you go to work and do a job and you do a good job, all right, we're a free country. Good for you. I don't expect the world to conform to what I believe, mm. but I want to be able to share the truth without fear of reprisal. Right. And when you put a guy on the government payroll who dresses as a woman and that's his primary agenda, you know, is for me to tell him it's okay, which he's not going to get, then we should have a problem here because you're hired to do a job, right? Do the job. And if, you know, in, you know, in school, when, when you and I were in school, the, the handbook, you know, you had that code of conduct thing. Yes. And in it, it said that you weren't allowed to wear clothing that was too loud as to be a distraction. Mm -hmm. You weren't allowed to wear your hair in a manner that would cause a distraction, you know, rainbow colored hair or whatever. Um, and the, the point wasn't for conformity. It was because you're here to learn. You're not here to be sideshow Bob. Right. And I look at that in life. Look, if, if in your life you want to be a woman, then I would think, and I mean this Mark, I do. I would think that if that's your thing, if you were born a man and you want to live your life as a woman, that you would not do things that drew attention to the fact that you used to live your life as a man. Exactly. I would think you would want to move forward and, and not have a challenge. Maybe you might have people like me go, dude, that is an ugly woman, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but beyond that, you know, but instead we're wearing signs and protesting and you have to, you know, yeah. I, I'm going to be honest as an adult, you do the right thing and you don't worry about what anybody else says because you know, it's the right thing. Right. I don't need Mark Congleton's approval or permission to do anything mm -hmm. because I'm adult. I'm a guy. I am a, a person. I, I don't need your approval, your permission. I don't need anything from you and you don't need it from me. But when you're doing something wrong and you know, it's wrong, you have to get the opinion of others to conform to you. And it's not enough to say, I don't, I don't care. Do what you want. Mm -hmm. That means you hate them. You have to say, no, I, I support you a hundred percent. I believe what you're doing is right. I'm glad you're finally living your real truth or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And all I can think of is Psalm 118 verse eight. It's better to put your trust in the Lord than confidence in man. Mm. That's it. Yeah.
So what I have decided is I'm now going to go back to college. I have two years of uh, <laughs> eligibility left and I'm going to declare that I want to be a woman and I really? want to play every sport that I can mainly. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> oh yeah. I'd like to see that happen as, yep. as stove up as you are. Oh my God. <laughs> Do they have a sport that includes walking to the elevator? I could win that one. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show where <laughs> oh all right music's playing and mark goes he gets a coupon in the email yes it's a 10 percent off coupon yes yeah, it's, it's bad when you get the 10 percent off coupon and you still can't afford what they're offering know. you know it's just, and that's from, i don't that's from harbor freight tools right. of all places you know <laughs> but do you think is it is a 10 percent off coupon enough to make you go buy anything mm no it's not enough for me <laughs> no it's not it really isn't and i mean because if I, if I truly need something i'm going to buy the best i can exactly, you know yeah and if i don't really need the 10 percent off is not going to lure me in yeah. to go you know i've always needed a gold-plated crescent wrench right. you know it's just not going to make right. me do that i'm but, a lot more inclined to go it just specifically to this one store harbor freight right. i'm a lot yeah. more inclined to go pick something up if i've been thinking about it for a while and they run a right. sale where it's like 50 percent <laughs> off I'm like, right oh well now i'll go get yeah. it you know see that's what gets my attention yes. you know as but 10% not enough. No. I just remember, you know, because doing radio uh, and television, uh, when you talk to a business, especially, and I, we love small business owners. We do. But if you think, hey, tell us where you heard this and we're going to knock 5% off your, you know, total. <laughs> Unless you're selling Rolls Royces. Right. Or houses, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't working. No. <laughs> yeah, we've been there. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. Mark, there are so many really cool um, surveillance cameras mm. and alarm systems yeah. and things like that. Um, that you would think that getting trapped in a store, you know, retail store would be kind of difficult, you know, that it would pick you, you know, pick you up. And I'm reminded of the, uh, the girl who back in the day lived in a Walmart for a couple of weeks before she had a baby. Right. And back in the day that might not be, you know, as Mm -hmm. difficult when there weren't the, but today I can't imagine that happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, with the surveillance stuff that's available now. Right. Yeah. So when you see a headline that says employee trapped in Home Depot, mm-hmm. I'm all I'm thinking of is you're trapped in a Home Depot <laughs> and you're an employee. What yeah. were you doing? You know, really, what were you really well, doing? I mean, well, I, I know this is. <laughs> well, actually, maybe it was the end of the shift. The store is closing and you went to the bathroom. And when okay. you came out, the place is locked up. <laughs> And the lights are off. That's what happened okay. to Himara Mullins. She just finished oh. her shift at Home Depot. At Home Depot, she was using the restroom before leaving. When she came out, everybody had locked up and left. <laughs> Thinking, how long was she in there? You know, <laughs> what'd you eat? Well, the twenty-one-year-old sales associate was terrified. She'd only been working there for two weeks. Thankfully, Oops. motion detectors signaled a call to the fire department, and they came to save her day. 
Wow. <laughs> she says, I always wanted to get locked up in a store, but not like this and not a Home Depot. <laughs> Dude, I can just imagine she comes out of the bathroom a little frustrated. Things didn't work out well. And she goes around the corner and she sees the cops are out there. The SWAT team's out there. Every light's going and she's going, I got to go to the bathroom. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, we have, we follow news just like everybody else, just so you know. Okay. And at this point, Mark, I've kind of, kind of gun shy, you know, when I see Oregon in the title of any article, you know, I know. it's just Is because this about Portland again, come on. It, it's like the <laughs> land of the really crazy. And what happened is when, as people have left California over the last, you know, several years, well, decades now, it's like, you're in California being crazy, and then you get a little older and go, I don't want to raise my kids in this crazy, and so you move, <laughs> right? and you take the crazy with you. So you take the crazy to Texas, Colorado, or Oregon, yep. just the way it is. That's where they've all gone, and so that they take the crazy with them. They're trying to move, but they have so enough crazy left in them. Mm-hmm. So give you an example. My dad comes to visit, and on the way home from the uh, airport, we stopped to get gas. I get out, and I'm pumping gas, and he's like, what, Dave, what are you doing? And I'm, I'm pumping gas, dad. No, what? And I'm like, I had to explain to him that, you know, in here we are in the South where, you know, we pump our own gas. And I said, y'all don't do that. And he said, no, if you spill a drop, they have to call a hazmat crew out. Wow. And I'm like, oh, come on. No, he said, everything's full service. We don't pump gas. And he goes, what do y'all do if you spill something? And I said, we don't notice it. What's a drop here and there? I mean, come on. You you just make sure that John Fred over there puts a cigarette out in that pole, not this one. You know, that's it. But anyway, so Oregon city installs 37 foot fork Uh believed to be the world's law. All I can say is the world's biggest chair. Mm-hmm. Aniston, Alabama. That's right. Yep. So here we have another object to go see on the world tour. A An Oregon city is seeking the Guinness world record for the tallest fork after installing a 37-foot-tall utensil outside of a new food cart plaza. Um, the city of Fairview said the 37-foot fork, which they installed Tuesday outside the soon-to-open Fairview Food Plaza, is believed to be the tallest in the world, and officials will seek confirmation of the designation from Guinness World Records. Um, Mayor hmm. Brian Cooper says, So the fork came about because we wanted something on the corner, whether it was a water tower or a windmill or some sort of piece that's going to be on the corner. And then one of the desi- design teams said, Well, let's just put a fork here and we'll come back to it. And over the course of a couple of months, it just kind of stuck in the brain. Huh. And and uh, you came up with an entire marketing scheme of take the, take a left at the fork, the fork uh-huh. in Fairview, he said. Wow. <laughs> wow. The current holder of the world's tallest fork stands at 35 feet. That one's in Missouri. The Fairview Food Plaza, a public-private partnership between the Fairview Urban Renewal Agency, property owner Denise Arndt, and plaza operator Justin Huang, Huang is uh, expected to open in April. So if okay, you want to get you some food from a food cart and see the world's tallest fork, you got to wait till April. All right, so if you're in Missouri yeah. and you're, you know, you got the biggest fork, mm-hmm. that's your big claim to fame. Yep. As soon as they put this 38-foot one, you got to go grab five more feet, you know, and <laughs> exactly. go to 40. Yes, you do. I mean, the battle of the forks. Who's got the biggest fork? <laughs> Just add five more feet to the to the the bottom mm-hmm. end. There you go. Get first. You know, how far can they go with that? I mean, where does it stop? 
It doesn't. Yeah. And you know what? We'll put a radio antenna on the top of it at some point. The largest fork in orbit, only in Portland, Oregon. There you go. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show, the soundtrack for your life playing all day long. Please tell your friends. We'd appreciate that. I tell them you're listening to us. Just don't tell them, hey, go eat a snake. You know, I mean, <laughs> what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten, Mark? Have you ever eaten snake? <laughs> uh, no, no, I have eaten. I have eaten oysters, but that's kind of a common yeah, thing. Uh, right. I've eaten squirrel. Really? Yes. Tastes like chicken? Uh, no, it doesn't taste like chicken. But I'll remember on Big Bang Theory yeah. when the guy asked Sheldon, "Hey, can you guys tell the difference between squirrel and rabbit?" <laughs> Probably not. And Sheldon's ready to go, and he says, "And uh, I actually can taste the difference." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Sorry, I just, just kind of digressing for a minute. I'm just thinking about food. <laughs> I just remember being a kid at the at, uh, at the, t- the breakfast table at my grandmother's house in South Alabama, and. Uh, and we had been out squirrel hunting the day before, and we had some for breakfast. And I just remember picking the buckshot out as, oh. we, ate, as we ate. Wow. Oh, oh, another one. Ah. <laughs> Man. So why but do you why do you ask? <laughs> I don't. I just was curious because, you know, okay. I watched that, you know, that freak show, the 600-pound life thing. <laughs> Which is what we were talking about during the music. It just scares Which, me, you know. Yes, <laughs> it's like, you're just so wrong he's not being fair it's like this doctor has treated nine thousand people with this you know extreme yeah, situation yeah. and they come in with the same if you break the diet you're not losing weight right mm, yeah and i i'm sitting there with ladonna it's like our it is a guilty pleasure of ours you know right, yeah but <laughs> i'm thinking okay to maintain your 900 pound frame you have to eat oh, ten thousand calories a day mm. now this diet is a 1200 calorie a day diet if you follow it, you're going to lose 100 pounds in a month mm-hmm. because you weigh 900 pounds, you know? Right, yes. And it's like, anyway, it, they, they come back with the same thing. Nobody does it right, you know, uh, the first month. And you're like, you knew it was good. They all, they, they being everybody that is at that size, they somehow think, I get this weight loss surgery and I will magically lose weight. Mm. And this kind of explains why if you have people in your life who have had the surgery, and lost weight initially, but now I've put it all back on. It's because they didn't change their eating habits. Right. You know, they got the surgery and it did work at first because yeah. you're, you can't eat much, but you can stretch your stomach back out. Yeah. And, and they, that's what most people do. And they tell you this right up front that if you yeah. don't change your lifestyle, this is not going to work. And so Dr. Yeah. Now on the 600 pound live show, that's his whole point. You have to actually lose weight, which can you imagine? Okay. You're getting the, the surgery makes your stomach smaller. Yeah. So it requires less food for you to eat to feel full. Right. But to get to that point, you actually have to lose weight with your big stomach mm-hmm. where you are going to be hungry, where you are going to have hunger pains. You know, yeah. he requires that because he's like, you have to change your eating habit. Otherwise, yeah. this is all for naught. And at first I thought he was just playing games with him. But having watched enough of the episodes now, I realize. That it is, I can't imagine. I mean, mm-hmm. I am not taking this lightly. It's got to be really hard, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But again, it's really hard to go to the bathroom when you weigh 650 yeah. pounds. True. True. It's hard to do everything. Yeah. And then they all, but, but that one thing that bothers me. Okay. There's a lot that bothers me, but <laughs> they, if you're 650 pounds, 
and you go to the grocery store, people are going to stare at you. Yes. It's kind of like if you're 650 pounds and you're riding the old rascal scooter up to the buffet, people are going to watch you yeah. because they're trying to figure out how much will it take to make this person full? That's, I mean, yeah. you are big and we yeah. want to see. <laughs> it's not mean. <laughs> Meanwhile, the buffet operator is going, you go now. <laughs> you scam my wife. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mag show and you know we had a, a guinness book of world record story a little while ago about the uh, world's biggest fork yeah um and i thought you know what the world's biggest fork could be used by the world's largest teenager right mm, it could <laughs> I mean, it could and fortunately we found him the florida high <laughs> florida high school uh uh, the, the star basketball player at this Florida high school was declared to be the tallest teenager in the world when his seven foot five point three three inch height was verified by Guinness wow. World Records. That is a tall teenager. Man, you know the refrigerator at their house is always empty. Wow. Always. Fifteen year old Olivier Rue, who hails from. Baleo, uh, Quebec. I can't. I'm butcher, I butchered yeah. it. I know. He, sure. he now attends IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. He was named the tallest teenager living by Guinness World Records. He wow. says, "My mom is six two. My dad is six foot eight. When I was wow. 10, 11, 12, I started growing, and it was going mm. fast. Every week, wow. I was getting. I was. I, I was like gaining weight. I was taller than every kid in my school." Wow. His coach, Jeremy Schiller, said the teenager's basketball skills are about uh, more than his height, though. He says the biggest thing when you meet him, you're concerned. Is he skilled? Can he move? Mm-hmm. What's his motor like? Does he does he like basketball? Those are the things mm-hmm. you're concerned about when you meet a seven foot five inch kid and start to mm-hmm. work with him. The first thing he loves basketball. That's huge. Some kids are tall and people make mm-hmm. them do it. Right. Yeah. You know, good point. Because, you know, when you're that big, I mean, yeah. It's already tough when you're a teenager, you know, the skills that you have, I, I've said it many times, you got a child at, you know, 11, 12 years old, they're all world. You know, you're, you, you actually go to bed at night, just thanking God for creating the next mm. great baseball hall of famer in yeah. your life, you know, and, and they're 12 and, um, then 13, 14, it's not that their skills drop off. Their skills might remain the same, but other people now are growing into their new bodies and their new skills. Anyway. A 12-year-old superstar is not always a superstar at 18. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And so you got a 15-year-old, 7-foot-5-inch kid. Can he play? You know, can he run up and down the court? Does he even care? Because can you imagine you're that tall? Everybody expects you to play basketball, but you don't like the game. You right. know? Yeah. You just, you're, you're not, in, you want to be in theater, you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wow. Or you want to be on computers or something. I mean, really, what do you do? Because you want to be in theater. What do you, what parts are you going to play? Trees? I mean, <laughs> there you go. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? A tall one. <laughs> there you go. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. Mark, do you have a specialty uh, dish that you can cook? I think every man should. You know, I'm just kind of curious if you do. I I do uh, I do make a mean pot of chili, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I there's also the taco soup. 
which yeah. is, I got to be honest with you, taco soup is pretty much just browning hamburger and opening cans. It's <laughs> 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 pretty much all you do. <laughs> it's hard to okay. fail at that, but you know, I know some people who could find a way. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think all men should actually have a couple of dishes that mm-hmm. they can make on their own. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it's just one of those things that, you know, kind of makes you more well-rounded. Like you should know how to open, what cans are you going to open to make this soup edible? <laughs> I mean, you do need to know that. Yes, you do. And you need, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the ingredients do matter. So you yes. need to know that you need to know, right. don't buy the store brand, buy the mm-hmm. name brand. Trust me. You'll notice right. the difference in the taste, yep. you know, you will. Yeah. So whenever I, 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 I am a cook, I mm-hmm. can cook. And anyway, yeah. so I make a, I have, I've entered a few chili contests, not intentionally or willfully, but guilted into it. Mm-hmm. And I, anyway, so I know what my chili tastes like right. and I know yeah. people like it yeah. and I can make it, you know, in several different ways mm-hmm. i don't care to have i'm not one of these guys that when i cook is like this is so hot you better get a fire extinguisher oh no no like, why would i want that no. I, i'd like to enjoy the food that i'm taking right. time to make yeah. a little anyway. heat's okay but but mm-hmm. the hottest chili in the world is just yeah. just no <laughs> it's like what you just fyi if that's something you like to do what you want to do is make your chili so that it's really good and then you can give them sides to add it to make it hot spicy right, yeah. whatever anyway right. so chili products recalled because some cans may not contain any chili. Well, that right there is your problem. An an Indiana food processing company recalled over 2,200 pounds of Skyline chili due to a canning area. By the way, if you know how to cook, and and for guys, chili is one of those ones we learn. It's simple, yeah. You know that you, this, this story... It's for amateurs. It's not for us. That's true. Come on. Or it's people who have had Skyline chili because it's different. And if it's, it's... Skyline Chili's, okay. it's, it's an Ohio thing. And yeah. uh, okay. there are actually Skyline Chili restaurants, Skyline oh. restaurants, and they serve their chili um, over okay. spaghetti noodles. Uh-huh. It's All right. Spaghetti, sp- what is it, uh-huh. Chili Five Ways? Something like that. Anyway, um, the USDA wow. announced the recall from Morgan Foods in Austin, Indiana, Wednesday. The company says it misbranded cans of cream of chicken soup <laughs> <laughs> as the chili. <laughs> Which means the cans also contain undeclared allergens like milk, wheat, and wow. soy. Love it. The cans were produced on December 21st. They're the 10.5-ounce cans of Skyline Original Chili with the lot code L2121, the product code CHC8TUPY. I'm sure you just did you write that down because I'm not yeah. saying it again. On the bottom of the can and a best buy date of December 21st of 2023. Wow. The cans are in trays marked as Skyline Original Chili. Tastes like chicken. With an expiration date of t- December 21st, 2024. The wow. cans were shipped nationwide. Those who purchased one of these cans can return it for a refund. Oh, Thank man. Uh, I'm going to save those cans and put them up on eBay. <laughs> Here's the thing. You don't know if it's actually the messed up can or not until you open it. And once you open it, Ooh. it's already messed up. <laughs> so it's no good. So here, buy this can of chili. I'm telling you, it is the real Magoo. <laughs> thousand dollars begin your day with a smile the mark and mac show weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm